You're going to see the interview everyone is going to be talking about. Wagon wheel Watusi. What do I think of her? Yes. I don't think of her. Then we become divas as opposed to just strong women. Oh, coughing during my interview, really? It feels uh, reductive. Hello everybody and welcome to Little Diva Energy, your monthly slice of something extra. I'm Holly Morgan, I'm your host, I'm obsessed with divas and as always my husband Tom's also here. I am here. Well done. Thank you. Very good. <laughs> very, I turned up. Very emphatic. She's turned up today. Yep. Excellent. Yeah, it was a lesser physical statement about my geographical location and more about my mental state. Oh, lovely. I'm here. You're here. I'm ready to record. Presence with us. Yes. Lovely stuff. Well, as always with these, so if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Uh, we are on an ongoing quest to find out what the term diva means in, in this here year of 2021. Um, and accordingly, every other episode is a deep diva into the life of uh, a chosen subject. And this month we've been talking about Nina Simone with the incomparable Bella Heesom. Um, which has been very well received as ever. Uh, Nina Simone is amazing, isn't mm. she? What a great subject. Um, and we can't wait to do part two of that with Bella as well, who is absolutely fabulous. Um, I uh, know Bella from university and uh, she has become, you know, she's a really interesting voice on the, uh, a new writing voice that you should you should look out for and anything she's making, uh, basically. Uh, she's also a fantastic actress. Yeah. Multi-threats. <laughs> Multi-threat. Multi-threats. Um, yeah, and she's a babe as well. So if you haven't listened to our Nina Simone episode with Bella, Bella Heeson, what you doing? What you doing here? Off you pop. Just here for some tidbits about the month in Diva, are you? Yeah. I see. You're less yeah, interested right, in right. the... Uh, the long-form journalism. Yeah, and uh, exploration of uh, icon yeah. Nina Simone. Um, obviously, feminist icon, civil rights activist. Yeah. All the important things, but not here, not today. No, that's not what this is about. No, this is more about the um, changing rooms. Changing rooms. It's mostly about changing rooms today. Um, excellent. So we'll go first, I think, to our uh, correspondence in the south of London. Uh, let's hear from Let's hear from Rich Hawkins first. Let's hear from Rich's bitch. I actually don't have that much to bitch about at the moment, to be honest. Like, I do think that that Lizzo and Cardi B song is solid gold, absolutely fine. And we probably deserve more in 2021. But equally, I'm just happy to get more Lizzo music, you know? Um, I'm fascinated by the fact that that Camilo Cabello Cinderella movie looks... Despite starring Adina Menzel, Minnie Driver and Billy Porter, it manages to look homophobic. Like, it's not... Has it done anything homophobic? Is there anything homophobic in it? No. But does it feel homophobic in my bones based on the promotional material I've been putting out? It really does. Um, talking of homophobes, Twitter today is debating whether Madonna or Janet Jackson are the greatest, which is the greatest artist, who's the queen of pop. And I think it's a real shame that two incredible artists and two incredible women who possess an enormous amount of talent, puts out much art out into the world, who've had so much success are being pitted against each other. That said, if you do want to get into the details of that debate, to paraphrase Miss Nicki Minaj, uh, if you want to see who made the biggest impact, maybe check the spreadsheet. Um equally the worst and best thing that's ever happened to me happened a couple of weeks back now um and that was we went to a car boot sale and we were walking along and there was a man 55 in the sort of uh check shirt bit bit grubby but it's dorset so you know it's my people um 
and he was selling had a store just a t- simple a modest table mugs some old tools um a couple of ugly canvases you know the normal car boot sell tap but underneath it he had an unbranded plain white plastic bag with a sign in it that just said 25 pound adult magazines don't be selling us your used porn in an unbranded bag babe just pop it in the bin do you know what i mean um and then the store couple down from him had a picture of this. It's a pink box, maybe 30 centimetres squared. On the top of it had butterflies and stars stuck on it. And then in the middle, a picture of a lady who was probably about 60, 65. And then just the words um, inscribed on top of it were memories of Susan. Who the fuck is trying to sell the memory box of their presumably late wife? What's in the box? Who's Susan? What happened to Susan? Why didn't I buy it? Like... These questions will haunt me for the rest of my life. And we did try go back to try and find the box, but it was we couldn't find the stall. And I will regret that decision for the rest of my life, the rest of my days. Well, if you are the owner of that box, you know what to do. Get in touch. Get in touch. Chris and Rich are looking for a contact <laughs> who can supply them with this box of treasures. Who would think that that had resale value? Oh, a car boot sale, though. I mean... I was going to say I've heard of worse, but I can't think of anything on the spot. But it's kind of the point of the car boot sales. Like it's almost like fifty percent things that you might want, and fifty percent things that you can't believe someone would sell. Yeah, but this is like this is part of the game. I know. I mean, the 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 bag of raggy old porn. You can kind of like follow the logic through of someone being like, "Well, I don't, I don't like these pictures of ladies anymore." Yeah. Um, or dad's dead. What are we going to do with this? With porn? this jazz max. Yeah, exactly. Recycle uh, would be my suggestion. Yeah, I suppose probably they've got this idea that there's probably some sort of vintage resale value in like old porn. Yeah, maybe, maybe. they're like, oh, there's probably someone out there who collects seventies pornography or something. Well, occasionally you'll go to a, a pub, won't you, that has sort of light, uh, I'd say light core images on that sometimes use wallpaper in that's, the toilet. That's sometimes. the thing, isn't it? That aesthetic, I hope, is probably um, dying out on the way out. <laughs> it's um, very. Um, Groucho in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, it's vibe. quite off-putting when you're just having a wee, isn't it? To uh, be confronted with such imagery. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you can kind of follow the logic to a certain extent. I don't think that... But who would, else would want... Memories of someone they've never met. Yeah. Chris and Rich. But because it's... <laughs> <laughs> well, we know the answer. Yeah. So the whole thing is a fallacy. House of cards comes falling down. We're asking why would anyone do this? Even Rich is asking why anyone would do this, but but Rich wants it, so that's why they do it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, that is the uh, the vagaries of the of the car boot. Um, in in a, in for our American listeners, I I think a yard sale. Similar, but not yeah. quite the same. You go yard to a car sales. park. Um, it's kind of like a yard sale meets a tailgate. It's not a party. No, it's not. But it has the same sort of like everyone drives their car to one location and you you walk around well, the dogging. location. Yes, but they don't have dogging either. I bet they do. I well, bet they, they do, but I don't dogging. think it's called dogging. What do you call dogging in the States? Write in and tell us. Uh, <laughs> BigDeeperEnergyPod <laughs> at gmail.com. Please Subjects. send us your emails. If you are dogging. an American listener, please could you... We should probably explain what dogging is first. But... No, I think they need to go and research it. Okay, for our American listeners, please Google dogging UK. <laughs> and if anyone has the solution to this, please email us. We will read it out on next time's yep. uh, Little Diva Energy. Probably not next Big Diva Energy because that feels like it might be inappropriate when talking about Nina Simone. Yeah. And I'm not sure how Bella would feel about it. No. 
But please, we will read it out. Yeah. And uh, we'd love to know what dogging is called in the US. We'd love <laughs> to know. Maybe there is state-to-state variation. So Maybe. Put, please put your state also in the yes. title. Subject, yeah, like Harry, dogging, NY. New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. lovely. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Excellent. Lovely bit. But the car boot, to finish off that thought, is, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like a yard sale, but everyone goes to one location. You drive your car. The boot is the uh, is a, colloqu- a British colloquialism for the trunk. Yeah. And you open your trunk, is the idea, and you pull a table out of it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you're fancy, you put a sort of sheet, a bed sheet that you have yeah. at home over the table, and then you just sell your old junk. Yeah, it's fucking great. It is great. You get some really good stuff. Absolutely I love it. I bought my first hi-fi by a series of car boot sales, selling my old action figurines and, like, toys I didn't want anymore. Books, old books. What? I'm just waiting for it to end. Why? <laughs> Well, we recently, I know why Holly's getting annoyed about that story, because recently she forced me to throw the hi-fi away. About a week ago. It didn't work anymore. But it was my first hi-fi. It had a mini disc of Blur's 13 in it. Mm -hmm. That's how obsolete that object was in our home. Do you want to know what the other mini disc I bought was alongside that Blur? I know what it was. It was the soundtrack to The Phantom Menace. (laughs) You're fucking obsessed with this old (laughs) hi-fi. That's why it's now languishing in a in a bin in Hornsey. <laughs> Not a bin, a recycling station. Because we're what? Responsible. <laughs> okay, I think that's enough about dogging and hi-fis. <laughs> Let's go and hear what Chris has to say. What's Chris's coincidence this week? What a coincidence. What a coincidence. Oh, hi there. Um, I just thought I'd get in touch because... Um, well, I've been busy, actually. I've been um, just catching up on Celebrity SAS featuring... Alexandra Burke and Kerry Katona being sprayed in the face with CS gas. That was very exciting. I've also been watching Changing Rooms, obviously, um, and I was inspired by that to install a wall of hair in my new house. So I've been very busy trying to get enough um, enough hair to do that. But anyway, um, I took time to listen to your podcast about Nina Simone. It was very interesting. Thank you for that. Um, and I did a little bit of further research because I just felt very, um, very connected to Nina Simone in many ways. And it's true, actually. I found some very interesting coincidences between her life and mine. Um, she actually spent a lot of time in her later life in London. And I actually also live in London, which I just thought was just um, a remarkable coincidence. OK, thanks. Bye. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. I mean... Do you think he moved there after he read an autobiography of... No, because it wouldn't be... No. He mustn't have known. That's what makes it such an incredible coincidence. coincidence. I mean, some people might have thought that it would be a bit of a reach for Chris to find something linking him and Nina Simone, but they'd be wrong. They would be wrong. They would be wrong, because life is full of coincidences, to misquote Silla Black. Mm. Lovely. Excellent work, everybody. Okay, now it's time to go to the month in diva. Month in diva. Fantastic. Well, it's been it's been quite chock a block, Tom. Are you ready? Are you strapped in? I I've got my bib on because I feel like that a lot of tea is going to get spilt. Good, excellent. I hope you have got your wipe down trousers as well. I have, in case you miss the bib. I'm always wearing my wipe down trousers. We're not talking about Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen just yet, but we Sorry. will. Wow. Uh, okay, so the first thing to to mention is that um, Netflix have uh, dropped a, 
I'm going to call it a loosely call it a cooking program uh, called Cooking with Paris. Mm. Cooking with Paris Hilton. Tom has refused to watch it, um, but has because I've been watching it, watched a bit of it. Uh, what's your impression of Cooking with Paris, Tom? I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm also not a fan. Um, I know we did a whole episode on her. <laughs> yeah. And we, I think, quite um, generously afforded her divaship. Um, based, I think, largely she gets a lot of brownie points on her, uh, her being adjacent to other actual divas like Lindsay Lohan and Brittany. Brittany. Her sort of historical connection to genuine divas. I can't and I think we probably voice this if you're interested in our opinions they're not we don't go into it that deeply but in her life or what some things we have to say about her life um please go back to our episode on Paris Hilton yeah scroll back through the feed um it was really good fun I still can't quite allow myself to celebrate her I still mm. think she is sort of um <laughs> she's a vacuum uh, a, a moral vacuum and she is at the heart of everything that's wrong with the world um, in some way, she, or at least she's sort of representative of it. She is... <laughs> she is an appalling human being who shouldn't exist in my utopia. She's just... The thing about Paris Hilton, which is so interesting, I think, is a pop culture phenomenon, because she was, uh, and I don't think she is anymore, but she is... Her fame was a celebration of her own of mediocrity and wealth and wealth. It was it was a capital a capitalist celebration of um, superficial beauty and nothing else because she's she doesn't have any skills. No, I'll tell you what she is though is she is um, an expert at self promotion. Her dedication to a catchphrase is <laughs> pathological. She'll honestly, she'll be having a conversation with somebody and they'll just say any, and within two minutes, she'll have slipped in, slithering, <laughs> that's hot, loves it. And they don't make sense. So she'll be like, oh, welcome to my house, slithering. Um, would you like... Uh, you sure she's not sh- just abbreviated where I am living? Yeah. No, it, it's an abbreviation of slaying and living. Oh, I know. Which she has trademarked, uh, for those of you that don't know. Anyway... Have a, have a watch. Give it your own opinion. Uh, Demi Lovato was on the on the most recent episode that I yeah, watched. Yeah, who I do like. Who is a diva? Yeah. Um. So yeah, and Sweetie was on. Yeah. Ditto. I actually, really enjoyed the the first five minutes of that that I watched. Yeah. Not so fan. Not such a fan of the Kim Kardashian one. No, because she's similarly. It's kind of the same thing. Isn't yeah, it? same thing. Same wheelhouse. Came from Paris's wheelhouse. Yeah. Anyway, moving on from Perry uh, to Rihanna. Just a little deep. No, she hasn't released any fucking music. Fuck's sake. Uh, no, Rihanna is a billionaire. Oh. Off the strength of Fenty. <laughs> yeah. Which is amazing. I, mm. thought, I thought worthy of celebration. That her, Apart from, you know, she'd be amazing that she was... It's, I think it's quite hard to become a billionaire as a musician, isn't it? Yeah. It's... But, uh, yeah, Dr. Dre. He's one to see. Well, that was quite a big thing, wasn't it? That's what that documentary right. was about with him and Jimmy Iovine. When he made Beats by Dre, he oh, became the world's yes, first right, rap yeah. billionaire, I think. So you need to have the tie. You need to tie in the merch with the with the content. It, you don't get to be a billionaire from music. Right. Unless you're, I mean, your musical, your musical 
uh, career yeah. can be the platform on which you sell sure, sure, the sure. thing. Like, I don't think anyone bought Beats by Dre because he was an expert in high um, uh, earphone technology. Well, that was kind of the thing, though, wasn't it? It was, but the, I think Iveen and the people that yeah. worked with him on that, but they bought it because it was marketed by Dre. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, that's part of it. I'm not saying that they're not great headphones, but part of it was that, that it was Dr. Dre that was the name yeah. on it. So, yeah, Rihanna on the strength of... So does that just happen this month? Yeah. Oh, I thought, or I thought she was a billionaire. Yeah. No, because there's Fenty's everywhere now, isn't it? It's Fenty Beauty as well as the, that's the fashion. Oh, it's so. outside. Yeah. Just, it's a whole brand. Do you have anything by Fenty? No. Ever think about getting any? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'll get some of the makeup. Okay. Because uh, I won't be fitting in the pants anytime soon. <laughs> that is for sure. It is underwear, isn't it? It's not... Yeah. It's not a full, is there a full range of I think she does. Tops? I don't, yeah, just tops, frocks, <laughs> blouses. Chemise. No, it's, it's mostly kecks, actually, Tom. <laughs> uh, my second piece of just small diva facts. Uh, Professor Sarah Gilbert, who was one of the scientists who invented the vaccine, oh. got a Barbie. For what? Of herself. Oh, <laughs> I meant like someone <laughs> giving it to her. Like as a support doll. No, I just feel like, yeah, we, yeah. yeah. She could have had a better uh, reward than that. Like a knighthood or something, rather than a She probably will get something as well. But I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Barbie are obviously honouring women of science as well. And is she, is she in like a sort of lab coat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And does it look like her? Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it, yeah. Is it top heavy, like Barbie? No, it's more, Barbie in general is more proportionate, proportioned these days, more evenly proportioned. Um, Yeah, I mean, it, 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 you couldn't pick her out of a lineup. Um, Could but, you pick the, the good doctor out of a lineup? Uh, no, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. The, the two she doesn't look massively like her, but good, good for I think good for Mattel or whoever's making Barbie these days. I don't know who's making it, but yeah, good for them. Yeah. Okay. N- now that's fun. I like that. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? I thought so. I included it. That's why. Good. Um, next, uh, Jamie uh, Jamie Spears has stepped down from the conservatorship. Yes. This I ha- this has made this its way made through, it through to me. <laughs> <laughs> through the mire. Yeah, it's big news. He didn't have a choice, really, did he? Uh, no, not in the face of universal public pressure. I would have said It'd and legal bit, pressure. Yeah, exactly. A bit, a bit like Bluebeard, kind of being like, no, no, I think I'll um, I'm going to keep murdering my wives uh, in the face of strong public resistance. I don't know. Um, he didn't didn't have much of a choice. Too little, too late. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 going. That's good, isn't it? I, I mean, I'm pleased. I'm yeah. pleased for it. Certainly, so he's stepped down, but I don't think the conservatorship has ended, right? It's no. just he's not in charge of it. So yeah. it's a step in the right direction, but it's not a solution to Britney's situation. No, right? it's just on its way. Absolutely. Um, we had a conversation recently about Bluebeard, and we couldn't remember whether it was Bluebeard or Blackbeard who used to put little. Well, you didn't know this, but no. like sort of smoking a bit like um, what are those things you use on bonfire night called. Um, sparklers. Sparklers. He's put sparklers in his beard. Which I think would make great drag. Yeah. Hopefully someone's done it, like pirate drag. Mm. Um, and sparklers and so because they just used to smoke. It made him look like he was on fire. It was quite frightening if you were uh, up against him. Yeah. As I'm sure he probably was because he was gigantic and had a big beard and had lots of men who wanted to kill you. So yeah, I'm not saying Jamie Spears puts sparklers in his beard. <laughs> no. I don't even know if he has one. No, I think he's clean shaven. Mm. Um, never trust him. Yeah, right. What's, yeah. He, what's he not hiding? Right, exactly. No weak chins here. <laughs> weak set of morals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we also this month saw the 10 years of Little Mix 
10 years of the mix. Fucking hell. It feels like longer. I know. Because I watched, that was the only, as we've brought up on the pod before, the only series of X Factor I ever yeah. watched from start to finish was their series. Yeah. And it feels like that was longer ago than 10 years. Until you watch any footage from it and you're like, wow, that was a long time ago. Like, That's what I mean. I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. I think even the footage and the, the looks look older than 10 Old, years. Yeah, fair, fair dues. Let's say the girls have come a long way. They have come a long way. Well, Jessie's gone even further. Uh, I read the interview with Jessie in The Guardian last week and where she did, I don't think she actually gave any more reason. I mean, she was just saying, look, I'm, I haven't really been in touch with the girls. Um, I, did, I didn't want to be in a band anymore, but I'm going to do my own music. Which, the more you think about it, actually, th- those are two different things. Yeah. It's, you know, she didn't want to be constantly compared to the, to the other girls. She wanted to be her own artist. She, she wasn't particularly enthused by the direction, of the musical direction. Her oh, stuff, really? Yeah, her stuff is more kind of be like sort of 90s R&B. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, she had she had artistic reasons and um, social reasons. And apparently the girls also stepped in and said to her mum, look, I think she's got to, I think time's come as well. Because she's, she's not, not enjoying happy. herself. She's not happy, yeah. Which is very, yeah, depending on how it was done. Yeah. Sensitive of them. Emotionally, uh, emotionally... Intelligent. Intuitive. Yes. Of them. And of course... Leanne and Perry became mums. Yeah. Leanne had a set of twins. Congratulations. Congratulations, Leanne, and congratulations, Perry, on your lovely baby as well. Congratulations to Jade for not feeling like you have to. Absolutely, Jade. Oh, I live for Jade. Oh, she's the best. Is she your favourite one? (laughs) It really, it varies. It varies in day to day. Day to day. Every other day, I'm I'm on a different little mix as who's my favourite. Yeah, I know. And I think as well, because I was upset for a long time, and I feel like I'm coming out the other side of it now, but uh, Jessie leaving mm-hmm. I was thinking about it the other day and I was like you know what at least we got a series of Little Mix the Search with all four of them I know and I want another one I do want another one but I'm just saying at least like that was the last real I mean obviously confetti yeah but they I think they'd probably recorded that before they before they filmed the search I think so I think there's they've since re-recorded it without Jesse's vocals and they've got a new album yeah a be- it's a best of but like we've tracks. got we've got the album yeah with her on it and then the new one with her not on it. But then we've got the videos with her in it. Yeah, some of them. Some of them. Or a video. I think there's only been one. Yeah, it's just Sweet Melody. She's not on the other um, confetti. But the search was the last time we saw the, saw the four of them, like, hanging out. Yes. Or, like, there's the last sort of, like, bit of visual medium of Little Mix that wasn't pre... You don't know when it was made. You know that it was made at a time when they're, all four of them were in the same room doing a thing. Absolutely. Yeah. We salute you. Belegda. Belegda. Uh, lovely. More news in Diva. It's been it's been quite a bumper month, actually. Yeah, well, it's the summer, isn't it? There's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> true, true. Silly season. Uh, Barbara Streisand has retracted her praise for Lady Gaga's A Star Is Born. <gasps> she re-watched it and decided she doesn't actually it like it. It sounds a bit like it came on Netflix and she was like, do you know what? I'm not a fan anymore. And she was previously? Yeah, she'd previously voiced, voiced some uh, praise for it. Did she say, I know I previously said that I liked it, but now I don't? Or has she just said, I don't like it? She's basically... Do you want me to get it? I'll tell you exactly what she said. Because if she's just said, I don't like it, and everyone else has pointed out that she did previously say she did, I would offer the theory that she didn't watch it previously. She just knew that it was the right thing to do to say that she liked it. (laughs) And you're right, it's come on Netflix and now she's watched it. Okay, so she'd previously labelled it very, very good... And now she's retracted that and said it lacks originality. 
Well, it is a remake. Well, exactly. And also, Babs, Glass Houses Girl, like, there was a previous version of yours as well. Exactly, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, also we're talking about a woman who wants to clone her dog. So originality has never been something she's held dear until now. <laughs> Apparently, that's changed. She doesn't want a different dog, she wants more of the same. More of the same dog. She wants her film made again with her in it from the past. She wants to clone A Star Is Born. Yeah. But not the earlier version, just hers. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Mariah Carey has brought out a knockoff Baileys. <laughs> like the drink? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's sort of milky it's called, booze. It's called Black Irish. Uh, and it's, um, yeah, it's Baileys, basically. It's, not, <laughs> it's an Irish cream. <laughs> is Mariah Carey part Irish? Yes, her mum is. Is she? Yes. You've read the book. You'd I've know. read the book, yeah. Does it does it come up her fondness for Baileys at all? Uh, no, actually, she doesn't really. She, champagne, I think, is the only only um, only drink that's mentioned frequently. Quite diva though to only have two drinks that you that you regularly have, and that's champagne and Baileys, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Not together. Never the twain shall meet. More, that is that's going to curdle. That's got to be some sort split. of like monstrous student cocktail that they try, or like student hazing ceremony that yeah. they use. Yeah, maybe in Oxford. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I made that distinction between Oxford and Cambridge. Yeah, you did, didn't you? <laughs> Not Cambridge, no. <laughs> they wouldn't do that. Um, no, I'm sure they did. <laughs> it sounds like something that they'd make you do at the Bullingdon Club. The Bullingdon Club or the Pitt Club, which was the Cambridge alternative. Slightly less awful. I didn't realise they had their own version. Yes. Yes, it's not great. Oh. But it's not as bad as the, as the Bullingdon Club. Has it produced any Prime Ministers? Because the Bullingdons had two. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, I don't know, probably. Like a pit the even younger or something probably came out of it. Uh, it's above Pizza Express. Um, Is it? On Sydney Street, yeah. Well, that's good, because at least they'd have the respect not to smash that one up after yeah. they finished. <laughs> exactly. I bet they're really livid about having to share it with the Pizza Express. Yeah. Um, anywho... Um, before we get to the main meat of of, of the month in diva, which is the going actual to be... pizza after the dobles of yeah <laughs> the month in diva yeah uh, with obviously the main meat being being changing rooms yes. um, Olivia Rodrigo now we we had a conversation about this previously she's being widely accused of plagiarism but she it's she takes it on board and so she's you pointed this out about good for you and I said that she I thought she'd taken the drums off a track on Nevermind mm. and you said it sounds like a Paramore song she has given the Paramore writers credits on the song I mean it's impossible to deny that that song is influenced by the Paramore song they sound almost exactly the same yes uh, Elvis Costello as well she's acknowledged at the, the debt she owes to him he has acknowledged the debt that he owes to Bob Dylan um, for um, Pump It Up I think um, for Subterranean mm-hmm. Homesick Blues um, so everyone's being quite compassionate apart from Courtney Love obviously obviously um, who thinks she owns the image of a crying prom queen yes I did hear about this yeah I mean like she's got a point it's a woman in, it's a prom queen in a pink dress crying mm. uh, Carrie uh, also like I don't think, again, glass houses, as if Courtney Love didn't rip anything off Kim Deal from the Breeders or, you know, like, it, there are no, yeah. there are no real original ideas at, in, under the sun. Under the sun. And it just feels a bit unpleasant to pick on a, on a teenage, or no, she's, you know, young female recording artist. Very young, yeah. Who's written her own songs and, yeah, and who also will say, will wear on her sleeve the fact that she 
you know, who, who she's influenced by. And when Courtney Love came for her, she was like, I really love you. I think you're brilliant. Um, yeah. So it just feels a bit, bit <clears throat> like a pylon, doesn't it? It is. But I mean, you know, in, not in her defence, because it's not like Courtney's above doing things that are quite cruel and mean. Um, she's been capable of them in the past. I'm sure she'll do it again in the future. But she is coming from the position of, of a woman that probably hasn't been given her flowers in the in the way that she was described in the Rolling Stone uh, podcast. Like, mm. she has never been quite celebrated as much as she maybe should have in some yeah. ways and obviously feels that way. Yeah. And I think it's fair enough for Elvis Costello to say, yeah, that's fine, Olivia, you crack on because I nicked it from Bob Dylan, another person who has very much had their flowers. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Whereas Courtney, like... You know, it's sort of like, well, all these people acknowledging that have already been celebrated by generations of people and musicians who adore them. I don't know. Yeah, I I'm not agree. saying it's right. And like, she should have a bit more compassion about it. But also being a female recording artist. But she should probably also, yeah, we should maybe build that into our dissection or assimilation of Courtney Love in culture. Our she? understanding of her mindset, I think. Yeah, I mean, I uh, am not, uh, you know, I, I hold my hands up to being a, a teenage propagator of the of the lie that she killed her husband, <laughs> um, and it can't be. It can you know. There's a fucking movie about how she killed her husband. Yeah, like that can't be easy. Yeah, and the it the, well, it's like it's the Oko factor, isn't it? It's just the ingrained misogyny. Yeah. Of, of rock and roll. We love the idea of women that have contributed to the downfall of men in music. Um, although I noticed we went to the Beatles Museum yesterday yeah, uh, in Liverpool and I noticed that they had said that about the break in the breakup section they were like a lot of people has been widely attributed often to uh, the presence of Yoko and Linda right not that I haven't heard that before but it was interesting in such a sort of mainstream because it's not like that exhibition really didn't like dive didn't into get, the- yeah no didn't fill it the heart of the... No, it was very much a sort of, yeah, it was a sort of broad brush strokes. the Beatles were great. Um, So it was sort of like, I didn't expect that, which I thought was quite interesting that they decided to go down the route of its... I mean, it's still bad because it wasn't either of their fault. It was the four men involved. Like, that's what happened. But Yoko and Linda, the twinning, because historically it's just been like, Mm. oh, fuck Yoko, she's the one that broke up the Beatles. I listened to a really interesting podcast on Linda McCartney the other day Mm -hmm. called uh, About a Girl, about who she was, who she is, who she was, no, she's dead. Um, She, because she was an heiress, she was from a, like a, she was a massively wealthy... She's a photographer, wasn't she? She was, yeah. So she was, she came from this really rich family in uh, America and she hated her dad and quite tried to distance herself as much as per- possible. Had a first marriage with who and had Heather, um, and then was basically oh I'm a photog- got into photography, had an affair with Mick Jagger, Hendrix like was was like the coolest girl on the scene basically before she even met Paul. Really? Yeah. Because she always comes across as the sort of less cool. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Linda, you never think of maybe because of the vegetarian sausages, but yeah. And you never wings. really think and wings. You never really think and being married to Paul. Yeah. Who like not the coolest beetle. Yeah. But <laughs> so, no, she was fucking cool. Oh really? Yeah, she was a big deal. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh she yeah. co wrote Live and Let Die. Well she got co wrote a lot of wings, but yeah. specifically that song might be might be, people just refer to it as a McCartney song. But it is a wing song and she did co write it with him. One of the few wing songs that I can bear, I'd say as well. Yeah. Um yeah, so there we go. Uh, right, my final couple of bits of the week in Diva, month in Diva. Mm-hmm. We had a night out, didn't we? Oh, we had a night out. We uh, went us. out on the town to see Solve Along, A Murder, She Wrote. Oh. And we had the best time of our lives. Just, if you've not been, oh, why? God, I was just fucking 
We went to the RVT uh, at the invitation of our gorgeous friend, Paul Joseph, who Apologies you remember. Apologies for non-London uh, listeners. That is the Royal Vauxhall Tavern. Yes. Also, for non-London listeners, um, Tim, who is Paul's partner, who delivers the Solve Along, will be coming to a city near you because it's on. It's, he's touring it, taking it to loads of places. It is, quite simply, the best fun you can have. Yeah. And I say this as a woman who is sober at the moment because I'm with child. Yeah. And I had a fucking great time. Yeah. And it's quite, sometimes when you, you know, I'm not saying you need alcohol to have fun, but sometimes when you're pregnant, it can, if you're going out to like the RVT, it's, you know, everyone else is having a lovely old booze and you're sitting there. But I did not for one minute regret my lemonades. And it's it, not a booze, uh, it's not a booze essential night out. No. It's not, there's very little to do with the boozing. It's, just fun. Just lovely Just fun. good, clean fun. Yes. So, top diva tip. Get along to solve along a murder she wrote. Yeah, and fingers crossed, one day in the future will be so popular that Tim goes out to America with it and our yes. American listeners also listen to it. Yes! I think we have, and we've got a New Zealand, because Tim's Australian. Yes. That's right, isn't it? So, hopefully one day we'll be able to take it over there. Yeah. I think has done some shows in Australia. Yes. I think he said. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we have any Australian listeners. I think we have one in New Zealand, but, but you can... It's a short trip, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it was really good. And that's Paul Joseph, by the way, who we're referring to is Paul. And that is the wonderful Paul Joseph, uh, who you can go back and see his episodes on... Shirley Bassey. Shirley Bassey. Dame, the dame. Dame Shirley Bassey. And you can uh, you... also listen to the Athena radio show, yeah. which is our weekly staple, isn't it? Every every week we'll, uh, we'll pop on the Athena radio show. Yep. And we'll uh, Make cook a big up dinner. a storm. We have a lovely old time. Um, so, Athena 80s seriously oh so good fantastic also and, check out their video which I think we we did give a shout out yes. probably in the blurb to the yes. Dame Shirley Bassey episodes uh, that Paul and Tim did where they tried a, to mount a campaign to get Dame Shirley to do the next Bond theme which was ultimately unsuccessful but has I would consider it a massive success given that the video is hilarious yes exactly uh, I'll include that in the show notes to this episode yeah no do please do Here we go. Changing Rooms is back. Changing Rooms is back. It has not been fated the way that I believe it deserves to be. No. Uh, Lucy Mangan gave it one star in The Guardian. Which is frankly unacceptable, given some of the reviews she's given other programmes, which I shall not mention here. Yeah. She hands out five stars like sweets. Yep. And... I'm, I'm, I would, if you think, if you Google how many of the words, I think masterpiece is probably one of the most used in Lucy Mangan's lexicon. Yeah. Um, look. And yet. <laughs> I, I know that Chris, what a coincidence of this parish, did not, does, has not enjoyed the return of Changing Rooms and finds it too self-aware. So it's not universal that great people will love it. Mm. We do. And uh, here's why. American listeners, as I know, you probably didn't get Changing Rooms. No, they did. Did they? It was called Trading Spaces. Oh, wow. I I thought that was like a sitcom. No, that's Trading Places, which is a movie (laughs) from the 80s. Oh, clever. Uh, Right. So for those of you who may not remember, uh, two neighbours get to do up a room in each other's houses. It's presided over by Carol Smiley. She's not in the reboot. Uh, Linda Barker. She's not in the reboot. She's the one with the teapots. And Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen, the... Lord Byron of mid-price furniture and MDF. (laughs) 
Oh my God. He he's made a triumphant return. There's only been two episodes so far and he is the unequivocal star of each. He's now presented by Anna Richardson, who I can take or leave if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> but the rest of the team are lovely. Did you call her a pound shop Mel? What's her? Gidroy. Gidroy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well she's, uh, yeah. She's... But she's famously Sue Perkins's ex. Yes. It's almost a bit like Sue sort of, her girlfriend was a bit like her comedy <laughs> Who partner. Who looks like her and sounds like a comedy partner. <laughs> sort of a Mel and Sue Which amalgam. Which is quite diva. It's quite it's Barbara quite Streisand. It is a bit, isn't it? Um, yeah, so it was... The, how has it changed? The original relied heavily on um, reinforcing how cheap everything had to be done. So it was like, oh, we've done this lovely... Um, we've just painted everything lime green and <laughs> is, isn't it fresh and tropical? That hasn't changed, but they, they haven't told you they're doing it on a budget. They just go, it's sponsored by GLX Paint, so we'll whack as much paint on the wall as possible. And no one's explaining why it's horrid. I feel like that's something that's got lost in translation massively. It's like the rooms were shit because they didn't have any money. And that is still the same thing. Yes, yeah. It's now on Channel 4, not the Beeb. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the gang are great. Tibby. I he, love Tibby. He's great. He's the sort of version of Handy Andy, right? Yeah. And then there's a, a lovely uh, a lovely other a lady carpenter who I didn't catch the name of, but she's great as well. I think her name's Liz, isn't it? Is it? Liz. Uh, and then there is uh, another design pair who I would say are hard to love. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, God. I, I really wanted to. Which is fascinating because it's a turnaround, right? Yeah. The, the, from the original series, they flip reversed it because Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen's position was to be the hard to love yes. sort of f- flair yeah. of the programme. Whereas he's now settled into like beloved National presence. Yeah. And, the, and they're sort of, they're bringing the... The difficult designs, yeah. as in difficult to love. Difficult. The designs that you go, this could go either way. I think that's what, maybe they'll grow on me, but I think they're, they're really bad at their jobs. They're not great at it. The first episode, they began with a wall of wigs. A wall of hair. They made a wall of hair. Yeah. As an art installation. But not like Moira Rose. Which is has, hilarious. Has wigs stapled to her wall, because no. that's what she has to keep them in the motel. But actually, like, specifically designed... The size of a sort of large painting in your living room, yeah. but it's all made out of hair. wigs. It's just all hair. Yeah, um, fabulous. Loved it. In terms of the switch around as well, <laughs> we were saying like it's quite bizarre, and I suppose a testament to millennials being in charge of TV programming these days. Yeah, um, and their obsession with nostalgia. But the um, there was a national lottery campaign, advert campaign, quite mm. a while ago, probably about ten years ago, um, which said anyone but them, yeah. and the idea was that they showed these sort of, you know, like the people we love to hate in British culture, people like Katie Price. Yeah. Um, as, you know, like, oh, please, please just don't let them win the lottery. Yeah. And one of them was Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. Yeah. So he's sort of done a flip reverse to going, and, and no one's really spoken about it. No one's gone, oh, I know you all hate me, but, um, or I know you all hate him, but here he is back in the saddle. You love to hate him. He's actually being presented as a, as a lovable National treasure, like yeah. you said, which is very strange turnaround, especially because he was also in the first episode of Design Masters. No, yes, uh, was it called Design? Yeah, the Great Design, design Masters. Yeah, Interior Design Masters. Yeah, he was as the sort of guest judge. Yeah, and everyone was just like fine with it. Yeah, no, he's a treasure. Um, think about Lawrence Wellen Bowen. Let's acknowledge the elephant in the room. It- well, that's not fair, just because those trousers. <laughs> 
the great British public were convinced he was gay and the great British public are not particularly accepting. No. <laughs> so they probably hated him because they thought he was gay. Um, he isn't. No. Uh, which is evident from some of his waistcoat choices. Yes. His sort of pirate theme thing. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. Oh, you're flamboyant, lovely, camp, brilliant. Oh, oh this choice. You're yeah, like, some of it. Yeah, you're sort a straight of, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lawrence Owen Bowen. Potentially also a generation of chefs hated him because they thought he was Jay Rayner. Yeah, absolutely. Very likely. Uh, for episode one, he bamboozles a pair of uh, Cockney women bizarrely living in Swansea. <laughs> Um, that's what I love about his dynamic. He basically sort of goes like, la- just throws terms at them, like Rococo, Jaja Gabor, just all these sort of <laughs> funny, and then they go, ooh, lovely. lovely. Uh, second episode, he <laughs> startled a woman by opening a door abruptly and going, boo. Uh, <laughs> did he actually go boo? That was very much the... He just sort of made a noise and just and whipped screamed. a door open right behind her. Amazing. Had to jump out of her skin. Now, the second episode is set in Cardiff, up the diff, love it. And uh, they have chosen, all all Welsh women are iconic. That's just, that's, that's a fact. Diva fact. Shout out to Auntie Debbie, one of the greatest icons Divas of all time. Of all time yeah. And um, yeah, a case in point uh, example of. Iconic women that live in Cardiff. Now, what they've sourced for episode two is two Italian women living in Cardiff, which brings out one of the very best accents of all time, which is Car- Welsh-Italian. And one of them, Teresa, gets upset because she realises that she's ruining her friend's house. And she's having a little cry outside with her husband. And, um, Tom, do you want to play the role of Teresa? Yes, okay. Okay, okay I'll, I'll, be, um, I'll be a producer. Okay. <laughs> You see, the problem is, I'm not sure she's going to love it. We've changed the room. Oh, but I don't like it. So, I understand that, but... Um, but we, I, we, I, What we have done is changed the room. Why could you not keep uh, the room as a uh, We've same got 24 room? hours, Teresa. I don't want to change her room. Well, it's too <laughs> fucking late. And then every other shot subsequent, she looks like she's... Mortified. Yeah, mortified and has got a gun in her back. (laughs) And someone's basically been like, just smile, Teresa, and she can get it painted magnolia after we've gone. But I'm not happy. I don't care. (laughs) You're not supposed to like it. She's my neighbour. It's too late. (laughs) It is (laughs) marvellous. I can't recommend it highly enough. I don't understand why you wouldn't like it. Yeah. Uh, we haven't got any information from Chris yet on his reaction to the second episode, but we will. Yeah. yeah. We will. Because uh, we will see him later this evening. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. And Rich, and we go and see Joe Iconis. Friend of the pod. Yeah. If those of you who listen to our sister pod, uh, Out for Blood, uh, you will know that Joe Iconis is the um, creator of the musical Be More Chill. Which is just... Opened in London. In London's West End. And he is a lifelong carry obsessive, which mm-hmm. is how we got hold of him. Got our claws into him. And we're going to go and have a zhuzhi night out in Zidels. Where Mr. Iconis will regale us with some stories. Yeah. And some songs. Probably both original and covered. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. A night at the musicals. A night at the musicals. Can't wait. We're going to have a lovely old time. Yeah. Lovely. Well, look. We'll have a zhuzhi dinner beforehand. Yeah, we are. This is, this is just our plans now. Nah. 
it's it's been a, it's been I've got one last thing to add because okay. I've done my week in diva and I'm going I'm going to go now to um, month in diva I've, <laughs> I've done my month in diva but now I'm going to give you my diva of the month which is a, um I'm breaking the format here because I'm actually going to nominate someone who isn't hasn't been mentioned previously on on this episode okay so Tom who's your diva of the month first the, it's a twin billing yeah for both the Italian Welsh ladies fair enough very good strong nomination I've gone with my mate Mike's mum oh. Colette Corlett. Uh, and this is why. This is this is from Mike. Oh my God, I was going to submit my mum for do for the week because she's just been on a holiday and randomly managed to sweet talk a karaoke bar into giving her an hour-long set called Busk with Colette. <laughs> <laughs> I love her so much. I've never met Colette, but I'm obsessed with her. Because every time she goes on holiday, she basically becomes the entertainment. I've just whacked my microphone. Um... This is a follow-up from Mike. She also now has a semi-regular slot on a rogue internet radio station, which, but she doesn't know how to work the buttons. She just fades herself out mid-sentence. <laughs> Fantastic. Just before we go as well, a bit of news that's just come in on the old blower. Um, Geronimo, the Gloucestershire alpaca, who's, uh, there was a widespread campaign to try and uh, yeah. make sure that he wasn't terminated, has been terminated by the government. Yeah, TB. Yeah, uh, bovine. Tuberculosis. Yeah. Um, and there was a high court uh, summons issued for his termination, and that has gone ahead. So, RIP, Geronimo. Geronimo. Geronimo, Geronimo. Um, leave it on a high note. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. We hope you've enjoyed uh, this little Diva Energy. Um, if you have enjoyed it, you, we are available to be told um, and for you to tell other people on all the social media channels. Mm. I set you a little challenge, Divas. Challenge. A challenge. Uh, this week, this month, or following your listening to this podcast, if you can tell one other person mm. how much you love this podcast and how much they should listen to it, select the person. If there's only just one of them, I mean, by all means, tell more. Yeah. But if there's one person who you really, in your life, who you really think would be served by this podcast, um, please, can I encourage you to tell them about it? and uh, tell them to give it a try. Maybe even select your favourite episode for them to start with. That's a nice idea. Yeah. Lovely, lovely but, idea. Yeah, if you could please do that, then obviously we'd absolutely love it. And we also have a Patreon as well. Yeah. Just to remind everyone where you can get bonus episodes and content. Um, there's some extra tiered stuff where we can get some merch over mm-hmm. to you. Uh, we're still looking for ideas about what kind of things people would like on their merchandise for yes. Big Deeper Energy. Um, I know there's a couple of catchphrases and things that all like little tidbits that people do like if there's anything that pops into mind please send us a tweet at Diva Energy um, but otherwise we love you and thank you for your support thank you very all much of you. take care and uh, yeah we'll see you soon we love you we love you bye, bye.